Listen to the best wrestling podcast in the world. Journey into Wrestling every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. You're listening to Poor Entertainment with your host, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Andrew Poor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 11 of Poor Entertainment. I am your host, Andrew Poor. I want to thank you for joining me here today. It's been a bit of a crazy week for me in my personal life. As anyone who's tuned in, if you listen to uh, Journey to Comics yesterday, I got married on Friday. Liz and I, uh, who co-host uh, Adulting Ain't Easy Together, uh, tied the knot on Friday, December 28th, so... Yeah, I am a married man now, which is a strange feeling, and it's still Russ hasn't really sunk in yet, but not a whole lot has changed. We were already living together. We were already, we've been together for over six years now, so it wasn't like it was going to be a night and day difference, but it's still weird to wear a ring and refer to her as my wife now as opposed to my fiance or my girlfriend, so that's been a bit of a change, but I want to thank you all for listening to Poor Entertainment. Now, I was going to probably break out a new show this week that would take the place of both porn news and porn entertainment. That is forthcoming. But I decided since the government is still in shutdown that the new show will stay and wait to focus on the shutdown and coming out of it and what ends up being that end goal that gets that to move forward. So this is still poor entertainment episode 11. Whenever the government does resume then following episode, if it's Within this week, if it's next week, if it's a month from now, however long the shutdown lasts, the next episode to follow will be the reveal of the new show. That will be a weekly show that will fill the Tuesday void that will be left when poor entertainment and poor news come to an end. After a little bit of soul-searching and uh, talking with some of the other guys on the network, it felt the need to make it a little more consistent and to try a new format covering the same content you've come to expect from me. And just kind of keep everything fresh and new and not get stagnant, which can happen when you do something for so long. Kudos to uh, Nate with JIC for keeping up his show for hundreds of episodes. So, But that'll be forthcoming uh, probably as soon as the government shut or re- reopens. And I'll be all talking about that. It'll probably be a little bit different format than you used to, but the details are still getting fleshed out. It's been... Hacked like I said, I got married, so a lot of my time and focus have been on that, and we hosted Christmas, and we've done a lot in the past few days, few weeks, few months, so it's, it's a little chaotic, so, but you'll, we'll hear, you'll hear about the wedding and all that stuff when Adulting and Easy resume sometime in the spring, I think that's when we're coming back, but let's get back to the, what you're listening to today, why you're here, why we're all here talking, and that is covering... This is entertainment news this week, and probably one of the biggest thing is me as a movie buff. If you've heard me on uh, Foodies Watching Movies, you've heard the other guys, I'm a big movie fan. I have a large movie collection. I see movies all the time. It's not any given month that I see at least one, two, three, four, five. It really can go... I've gone from seeing... I do double features now. Since I became a part of the 
AMC A list, which is if you're um, for like twenty bucks a month through the through a, you can see up to three movies a week at, of any format in the AMC theaters. So since that's happened, I've done double features. I was taking advantage of Movie Pass until Movie Pass became a raging dumpster fire. So this is kind of what I've been doing since then, and I've taken advantage. The last movie I did see was Mortal Engines, which is based on a book series, which is really imaginative new post-apocalyptic movie that I kind of enjoy. I wasn't expecting to like it. I probably wouldn't have gone see it if it wasn't for one of my friends who's a pretty diehard fan for it. So, yeah, it's not been too bad. I enjoyed that. Uh, the other movie I really recently watched was just last night, which was Bird Box, which is this movie that's been blowing up Netflix, and it's been raising all these flags, or not flags, raising, making all this news and memes on Facebook and all that about how many views it had, how it's probably the most viewed movie on Netflix up to this point, and really kicking start theirs. And how you see there's all these other award contenders coming out of Netflix, like Roma, and, well, that's the big one, Roma. That We'll get to talk to that later when I talk about a lot of the forthcoming awards that we're going to expect in 2019 for a lot of movies that I have seen, movies that I still want to see in the 2019, or the 2018-2019 film season. But uh, with that, I will jump into what I wanted to talk about today, and that is the nominations for the two biggest award contenders, well, two of the three big award contenders since the other one hasn't really been revealed yet, but I'll talk about the short lists before I get out of here. And that's talking about the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards, and the Academy Awards, the three biggest award shows that, the ones that people talk about, like obviously there are Critics' Choice Awards, and there's a lot of those smaller awards producers, directors, get all of that. But those are the ones that people tune in to see. These are the ones that are on TV that they really care about who the host is, all that. But the last thing I'd really cover it before was the 2019 Golden Globe nominations. So these are the nominations for the films. The awards are going to be January 6th, which will actually be this coming weekend. So I may have to talk about that next week, or at least on the next Porn Entertainment, if Porn Entertainment falls, or if the Porn Entertainment week falls before the government resumes, so if it's still going in two weeks, then yeah, there'll be that. If not, it'll definitely be a small part of the new show, so with that, actually, uh, the hosts will be Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg, so if you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you're a fan of SNL, Andy Samberg, and then Sandra Oh was on Grey's Anatomy for his whole run, or up until recently, and now she was on that show Killing Eve, which is if you're a Hulu subscriber, you've seen the commercials for it. Where they play that song like, I want to kill you, which is really creepy. But I watched a little clip of them presenting a war together and it looks like they'll probably do a good job. But I'll have comments on that after January 6th. But jumping right in, these are the nominations. I'm going to list them in no particular order. It actually looks like it might be a little alphabetical. And it looks like these are, um, I watched both the nominations for the Golden Globes uh, while I was at work. I actually had it on the screen my second screen, just seeing how the nominations were rolling in. Golden Globes famously cover both uh, movies and TV, so there'll be a little bit of both those awards talk here, mainly focusing on the movies, but so be it. Um, here's the nomination for Best Motion Picture Drama. That is Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. And I've seen four of these five films. Black Panther, which is the first time a superhero film has been nominated for a Best Motion Picture. So that's exciting. Um, best Picture Drama. Uh, 
I believe Deadpool got nominated for comedy last year or whatever year that Deadpool came out, or at least Ryan Reynolds got nominated for his role. Uh, the one I haven't seen is if Bill Street could talk. So I don't know much about it. I know it's uh, a follow-up to Moonlight, which won famous won the Academy Award two years ago. So that was the whole snafu about the Law Land was revealed as the winner, and it turns out that the um, Warren Beatty misread and then Faye Dunaway. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, but Black Klansman's a great movie. Um, I really enjoy that. It's a pretty intense movie. Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the Queen's biopic, which is really good. Uh, and A Star's Born, which is a remake starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and it was directed by Bradley Cooper. So definitely a very powerful. Some of those songs are great, and I would be shocked if we didn't get a at uh, least that's the winner, the win for this first song. Then we're going on to Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, and that is Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Rosamund Pike for A Private War. Now, Melissa McCarthy is famous for doing these comedy films like Tammy and Bridesmaids and all that. This is her first big dramatic turn, and I've heard... Good things, but I've seen the one I've seen is Lady Gaga's performance in *Stars Born*, which is good. She looks nothing like herself and kind of evolves into a Lady Gaga type character towards the end, but it's still very subdued compared to her stage personality. So, but I can't say anything about those other films. So I really move forward. In best actor in a motion picture drama, we have Bradley Cooper for *A Stars Born*, Willem Dafoe for *At Eternity's Gate*, Lucas Hedges for *Boy Erased*, Rami Malek for *Bohemian Rhapsody*, and John David Washington for *Black Klansman*. I've seen three of these movies, and I know of the other actors. I don't know of all these actors. Bradley Cooper's performance is great. He really does change like he did. He's changed a lot in films he's done since his supporting days in, like, Hangover and a lot of those other, like, A-Team and those other kind of comedy action movies. And he's doing a good job. Um, Willem Dafoe was great. Um, This is him playing... um, now I'm blanking on the artist, Van Gogh. Um, Lucas Hedges, I never saw Boy Erased, but I've seen him in movies in, uh, in the past with like a Manchester by the Sea. Uh, what else did he do? He did Manchester by the Sea. He did um, Lady Bird. He's done some other films. Uh, he's definitely one of the great... I could see him being a Leonardo DiCaprio type person in the future, so definitely wishing him all the luck. Um... Rami Malek looks uncanny, like Freddie Mercury in this. People know him from Mr. Robot, but... And then John David Washington, he's a relatively new actor, but he's actually Denzel Washington's son. So he's following the family business, does a great job in Black Klansmen. It's not like one of those, like, your dad is famous, so you get a role in the movie, like uh, Will Smith's kid in the Karate Kid remake. It's kind of its own thing. Um, then we have the best motion picture, musical or comedy, which was Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. I've only seen one of these. I saw Crazy Rich Asians, which was actually really good. It, I don't know. I wouldn't quite call it a comedy. I would say it's more of a drama with a few comedy elements. Heard good things about The Favorite and Green Book, and I haven't had a chance to see Mary Poppins Returns or Vice, because they both came out right around the wedding. I think... One or both of them came out on, like, on Christmas Day, so I just haven't had the time to see it. Maybe Robin Stern is obviously 
a sequel to the original with Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, and they have Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame in that as well. Then Vice is Christian Bale with another big physical transformation into Dick Cheney, and you have Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush, and um, Steve Carell as uh, Donald Rumsfeld. So it's just definitely a stellar cast, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of that. Uh, then you have Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. You have Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade, Charlie Theron for Tully, and Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. Now, um, Emily Blunt looks looks good as Mary Poppins. I haven't seen the movies, I can't comment on that. I've not seen The Favorite. Elsie Fisher in Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade it's, itself is a great movie. If you remember it all being in middle school, Watching that movie will give you anxiety if you're like, oh my gosh, I remember all of this, all these situations. And it's directed by Bo Burnham, who used to make the YouTube videos and the songs and the stand-up and all that. Does a great job in this. I think he should get first-time director for this movie. Elsie Fisher is great. She was, you couldn't tell if she was playing herself or if she was playing a different character altogether, but so good in that performance. Constance and Crazy Rich Asians was great. Uh, I haven't seen Charlie Theron and Tully. <coughs> Excuse me. But, you know, really to get up there. And then we have Best Actor, Christian Bale in Vice, which I wouldn't be surprised if he's a shoe in We saw Gary Oldman's big transformation for uh, Darkest Hour. A Liminal Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns. We'll see if that works out. Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Uh, Robert Redford, The Old Man of the Gun, and John C. Riley for Sandali. I don't know if it's going to hurt or help. Uh, John C. Riley, he's in two very different movies this year. Stan Ollie, where he plays, uh, well, it's about uh, Stan Laurel and uh, Oliver Hardy. Like uh, Laurel and Hardy, the black and white kind of comedic duo. And he's also in this movie, Holmes and Watson, right now, where he's playing uh, Dr. Watson. One's a very serious drama, one's a pretty slapstick comedy. So I don't know if it's going to help him. I heard he does a really good job in this movie. I haven't had a chance to see it. It didn't really come through the theaters here. Um, yeah, it's just been a hard season to really see all the movies that I want to see, so, but I definitely gotta catch up with these, and I know Liz and I will do the Best Picture Showcase in the next month or two, which will give us a chance to see a lot more of this, so, yeah, we'll have to see how the rest of this shakes out. Um, moving down the line here, we have Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. We have Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy for First Man, Regina King for Bill She Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz for The Favorite. Obviously, I haven't seen the favorite, but it looks like we have uh, all of the characters from the favorite. The main characters are getting nominations, so it's got to be a pretty good movie. It looks weird to me. I know it's uh, uh, an interesting stelling of uh, a royal story, so it looks kind of laid out. Uh, or Amy Adams, great advice. Haven't seen it. Claire Foy was pretty good in First Man. First Man, the story of. Um, Neil Armstrong and that whole uh, first moon mission and all the leading up and all the big events that broke news in the mid to late 60s. So, kind of all I have to say about that. Best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture we have Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Really, I've only seen Black Klansman. Adam Driver did a great in that role. Um, 
he's Adam Driver being someone I didn't really care about, didn't really know he didn't really get on anyone's big radar until Star Wars. Um, Timothy Chalamet, I liked him in last year in um, oh, no, I can't remember the name of that movie, but I think it was I'm I'm really blank on the name right now. I'd have to look it up, but uh, I've heard good things about all of those films. I just haven't really had a chance to see them. Um, hopefully I'll be able to see him before that. If not, some of these will get nominated for Best Picture. I'll be able to see him in the Best Picture Showcase. Uh, Best Picture Animated was Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the F- Spider-Verse. So, it's the only scene in Incredibles 2 and Spider-Man. Both of those movies were really good. Uh, Incredibles 2, obviously the sequel to the original that came out when we were all much younger. It was like 14 years ago, I think, was when it came out, or 15. It's been quite a while, but... Still looked like it was cut from the page of the original. Kept the same animation style, despite all the improvements. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was groundbreaking, I think. If Sony can make more movies like that, I think we're in good hands. I think maybe keeping Miles Morales in that world in animation as opposed to live action, I think will make a lot of people happy, and I think it will allow them to go in different areas. So we'll kind of see how the rest of that shakes out. I never saw Rob Bakes Internet. It kind of came out at a bad time. Isle of Dogs, I know it was a Wes Anderson movie, just missed it, and I have no idea what Mariah is. Um, foreign language film, best motion picture, we have Capernaum, Girl, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. Roma's on Netflix, I heard it's getting a lot of buzz, people saying it could be a best picture contender and not just an animated, or a foreign language film, so we'll have to see, it's black and white, it was filmed in Mexico. Alfonso Cuaron, who did Gravity, he's also did the third Harry Potter film which is arguably one of the better of the eight so definitely worth checking out i mean it's on netflix you're already paying for it you could watch it anytime they're definitely giving netflix definitely giving a good push for it just like bird box is breaking all the records roma is definitely making a lot of critics happy we have best director which is bradley cooper for a star is more and alfonso Cuarón for roma like i just said peter Farrelly for green book spike lee for black Klansman, and adam mckay for vice uh, all these guys have been here before. Well, Bradley Cooper's a new director, so he's but he's done great with that movie. Alfonso Cuarón, like I said, was doing great. Peter Farrelly's or Peter Farrelly has done a lot, mostly silly comedies before this. Green Book's apparently really good. Spike Lee is Spike Lee. There's really not much else to say there. Adam McKay did Spotlight. He also directed a bunch of older Will Ferrell movies because he is Will Ferrell's friend. So Will Ferrell is actually a producer on Vice. So yeah, it's a little bit interesting. So we'll kind of have to see what happens there. Don't think there's really a way to go wrong. Uh, screenplay, we have Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Didn't realize Alfonso Cuaron actually wrote that, but that's awesome. We have Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara for The Favorite. Barry Jenkins for Bill Street Could Talk. Adam McKay for Vice and Peter Farrelly. Nick Valanga and Brian Curry for Green Book. Really, there's nothing else to say that I haven't already said up to this point. The best original score, uh, Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place. Alexander Desplat for All of Dogs. Ludwig Gronson for Black Panther, Justin Hurwitz for First Man, and Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Returns. Um, seeing three of these, Quiet Place, it's awesome for it to get a sound a score nomination because that was movie so focused on sound, it was so great. Alexander Splat has done a ton of movies. Um, I like the score for Black Panther. Justin Horwitz did a great with All Land and did a good job for First Man, and Mark Mary Poppins Returns is probably gonna get all the money. So, yeah. Best original song for motion picture, we have All the Stars from Black Panther. Girl in the Movies from Dumplin', which is also on Netflix or Hulu, I believe. Requiem for a Private War from A Private War, which I have not seen. 
Revelation from Boy Erased, and Shallow from A Star Is Born. If any movie wins, I'm going to guess it's probably going to be Shallow from A Star Is Born. It's a shame that Ashes from Deadpool 2 didn't get anything, because that Ashes was also a really good song. Um, I think the rest of these are television awards, which I'm not really talking about television here, so I'm going to kind of jump over that, but definitely some good noms there for shows I do like. Um, now here's some of the, uh, some of the Irish Apple Awards, so this will be kind of some of the snubs that we got for movies. Um, let's see what we got here. That's not really a good list, so I think I'm going to kind of jump out of it and go into the other big award nominations that happened that I haven't really talked about yet, and that is the 2019 SAG Award nominations. That's the Screen Actors Guild, so it's the acting branch and all their nominations, kind of like the DAG or the, for the directors and the WAG for the writers. So uh, here's a list of all of the SAG Award nominees, um, which is a pretty similar list to what we saw for the Golden Globes, so it looks like we're probably going to get these are pretty much these for the rest. So we have, for outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role, we have Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, and John David Washington for Black Klansman. Pretty similar list to what we already saw for the Golden Globes. Um, outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role, we have Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and Melissa McCartley for Can You Ever Forgive Me. So... Another pretty consistent lineup. I was performing ads by a male actor in a sporting role. We have Marshall Lee for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, uh, Adam Driver for Black Kinsman, Sam Elliott for Stars Born, and Richard D. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me. Really, I think the only change there was uh, Sam Elliott for A Stars Born. My cat's yelling at me because I have the door closed to another room in the house, even though their food's not in here anymore. It is what it is. So, um, Sam Elliott did a great job on A Stars Born, I think. Of all the actors up for that movie, I think he really should get the award. It'd be a good career finale pick. Because he's been in countless movies. Big Lebowski is one of my favorite roles that he's in. And he's just a minor kind of narrator role to that whole thing. And I think he deserves to get a nomination for it. Uh, I'll say important to my female actor in a supporting role. We have Amy Adams for Vice. Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place. So she actually has two nominations. One for a supporting role and one for a lead role. So good for Emily Blunt. Margot Robbie for Mary Queen of Scots, a movie I also really want to see. And then we have Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz both for the favorite. So definitely more favorite love. Um, I'll say important by cast. Stars Born, great cast. Black Panther, great cast. Black Clansman also had a really great cast. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. It was a good cast all around. And Crazy Trations, which also had a great cast that really had no white people in it. So all great there. Um... And then we have the TV awards. I'm going to see if there's any other movie awards in here. I think it's all... Oh, yeah. Outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. I really think this is an award that should translate over to the Oscars. Um, stunt ensemble, I think, is something that... It's becoming more prevalent in a lot of movies, and I think it should be counted for it. And the nominees are Ant-Man and the Wasp. Obviously, big action film. Avengers Infinity War. Giant action movie. Uh, Battle of Buster Scruggs, which is also on Netflix. It's a Coen Brothers movie, which I encourage everyone to see. I haven't had a chance to see it. I saw like five minutes of it. I heard it and looked pretty good, but I just haven't had a chance to really watch much of anything. 
Black Panther, definitely a lot of stunts, and Mission Impossible Fallout, which very action heavy too. Um, and the stunts and surprises will just let you figure those out for yourself. If there's any movie that you were dying to see. Um, now we're going to look move into the Oscars. Now the Oscars have done something, um, at least done more of it this year than they have in the past, and that's that they've announced shortlists. So instead of casting a really wide net, they break it down into a smaller chunks or certain awards so that the voting body can only nominate from last as opposed to nominating a bunch. So it just allows a more concise uh, vote turnout and better nominees when the nominees do come out, which I think is... Not too long from now. I think it's probably going to be mid-January, I think. Um, so the short... These are just the short... So these are... This will make up the list of the potential nominees for the Academy Awards for these categories. So we have Documentary Feature, which we have Charm City, Communion, Crime and Punishment, Dark Money, The Distant Barking of Dogs, Free Solo, Hill County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, A Fathers and Sons, Honor Shoulders, RBG, Shirkers, The Sounds of Others, Three Identical Strangers, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. I really want Won't You Be My Neighbor to win. That documentary, oh man, it almost had me in tears. It's so good and it's so heartwarming. Just great. I really hope it wins. It's about, I don't know why I'm blanking on it, Mr. Rogers, obviously. Um, Fred Rogers. Just a little off this morning. It's still kind of recovering from the wedding and all the stress and lack of sleep and all that, but definitely hope that one wins. Uh, documentary short subject, which I haven't seen any of these. We have Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, Los Commandos, My Dead Dad's Porno Tapes, which just sounds funny, A Night at the Garden, period, end of the sentence, 63 Boycott, Women of the Gulag, and Zion. Can't really say much, I just think that one is, has a kind of funny title. Um, sounds like an Adam Sandler film. Uh, foreign language film, we have... Colombia, um, the country, bringing birds of passage. Denmark for the guilty, Germany never look away. Japan for shoplifters. Kazakhstan for uh, Ica. Lebanon for Capernaum. Mexico for Roma. And Poland for Cold War. And South Korea for burning. Like I said, Roma um, looks like it is probably the front runner to win. Um, which is also a shame. Speaking of front runner, uh, front runner was a movie. With Hugh Jackman, that I really had high hopes that would get into this conversation. It was timely, it was political, and I thought would win. I didn't get a chance to see it, which is probably part of the reason that I don't think many people saw it. I don't think it really played big anywhere, but it's definitely going to be on my rental list when it comes out. Make My Hair Song, which will probably be more movies you've heard of. Uh, the short list is Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, Border, Mary Queen of Scots, Stand of Ollie, Suspiria, and Vice. Vice, Stand Ollie... Human Rhapsody all had big makeup and look. Black Panther had a lot of makeup. Like, you remember all the, the beads in Michael B. Jordan's chest and all of the prosthetics for the um, the African tribal look. So, yeah, I think those have a good shot. Um, the nominees from Music Original Score, we have Annihilation, Avengers Infinity War, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Crazy Rich Asians, The Death of Stalin, Fantastic Beast, The Crime of Grindelwald, First Man, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Queen, or Mary Poppins Returns, A Quiet Place, Ready Player One, and Vice. All great nominees, all good scores. Um, I've seen a good chunk of them, so yeah, I'm sure one of those will get nominated easily. Um, original Song, we have When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Battle of Buster Scruggs. 
still need to watch it on Netflix, Treasure from Beautiful Boy, All the Stars from Black Panther, which was a great song, Revelation from Boy Erased, which I haven't heard, Girl in the Movies from Dumplin' I haven't heard, We Won't Move from The Hate You Give It, I think it was in the trailer, which sounded really good, The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, Triple Little Light Fantastic from Mary Poppins Returns, if those two songs are anything like the original movie, How Catch They Were, those might have a shot, Keep Reaching from Quincy, which was the Quincy Jones documentary, I believe Rashida Jones did, I'll Fight from RBG, which I haven't heard. Place Called Slaughter Race from Ralph Breaks Internet, which just sounds dark and intense. O-Y-A-H-Y-T-T from Sorry to Bother You. Saw Sorry to Bother You. I don't remember that song, or at least the title for that song. The songs in that were pretty good, though. Shallow from A Star's Bone, which I think is probably the shoe in to win. Suspirium from Suspiria. Can't say anything about it. And The Big Unknown from Widows. Really can't say much about it. I knew that movie looked interesting. I just never got a chance to see it. The shortlist for animated short film is Age of Sail, Animal Behavior, Bow, Bilby, Bird Karma, Late Afternoon, Lost and Found, One Stall Step, Pepe, Le Morse, and Weekends. Bow was the one that played in front of, I believe, Incredibles 2, which is where the mom makes the little dumpling that turns out to be, like, it becomes uh, anamorphized, so it has, like, pace was oddly, and then it kind of grows up and leaves, and then it turns out it was kind of a, and then she eats it, and then everyone freaks out, and then it turns out it was kind of a metaphor for her relationship with her son, and it all kind of ends with a happy ending. Um, we have the live action short, which is the short list for that is Caroline, Chuck Otage, Detainment, Fav, Ikari, uh, Marguerite, Mayday, Mother, Skin, and Whale. Not, know nothing about that. The visual effects, which everyone's probably interested in. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously. Avengers Infinity War, obviously. Black Panther, yeah. Christopher Robin, yeah. First Man. Spark Fallen Kingdom, Mary Poppins Returns, Ready Player One, Solo A Star Wars Story, and Welcome to Marwin. A lot of big CGI and animation and all that, so good for them. Um, and that's it for the, the shortlists. Obviously, once those come out, um, let me look here and see when the nominations are for the Oscars. So let's see. They've announced the shortlist, their museum open, I'm on their website, so I'm trying to see when. Might probably on their calendar. No, not a good place to go. I just want to see when the nominations are. The uh, nominations are going to take place on Tuesday, January 23rd, with the awards to follow on March 4th. So, eh, not till the end of the month we'll really know who the Oscar nominees are, and then that's really kind of the wind down. I know BAFTA is another big awards that we really haven't talked about here, but I don't think the nominations will come out for those either. Let me look here and see when the BAFTA nominations are, but I think those are... Coming up, not too far from now. Let me see what it says. Um, Boff nominations, uh, January 9th. So, we'll be right after the Golden Globes. We'll see those nominations. So, definitely more award show news to talk about. But that, I think, will do it for Porn Entertainment for this week. Covered a lot of movie news. Uh, kind of our award season in review up to this point so we'll see how this shakes out and obviously the new show will take effect once the government shutdown takes over so once the president and congress gets a light of fire under them and get them going and get them to fix the budget settle it out and get us back up and running so people that aren't are working without pay can get the money they deserve and that there's no furloughing and all that craziness so but i am andrew Porth. this is Entertainment episode 11 have a great week, and I will talk to you all soon.